Step on the side of the road with RAA Road Service Patrols just around the corner. All it takes is a quick call. Then you can get back to the important stuff, like listening to Beck and Soda's podcast. Become a member today. T's and C's apply. Visit raa.com.au. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning. How you hey, doing, Soda? I'm going very, very well. Rebecca Morsey. How are you? Oh, Morsey? <laughs> What's going on? Hey? Soda. What's happening? You've still... You've still, still got the got eyelashes, eyelashes on. on. Did I did shower work? yesterday after I um, slept in my makeup from the Just port noticed. B&M. Yeah. I showered, but I yep. um, kept the lashes on. Right. They yeah, look very yeah. nice. They're very long. They are, aren't mm. they? Yeah. Hey, the innocence of children. I thought about this yesterday and I thought, I've got to, it, it actually got me. I thought, I've got to tell you about this. So I was driving along. My daughter Sienna's eight, right? Yeah, it's a and cute age. Just out of the blue, you know, they start talking and asking weird questions. She goes, hey, Dad. In the olden days, was everything outside black and white? And I stopped and looked, because I'm thinking, they would never have seen black and white photos or black and white TV, like we probably did when we were kids, you know, that you knew that it existed before us. Mm. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, I saw things that are black and white, so it was like the sky and the trees black and white in the olden days. And I started thinking, I thought, do you know what? I used to think the same thing. See, when I, I was a kid, around in the olden days, like well, no, you. <laughs> me neither. But do you know when you see black and white photos of yeah. your grandparents yeah. or your great grandparents? So everything black and white, or and that then, sepia tone. Yeah, or sometimes you watch some vision from, say, the old, you know, the old Olympics or yeah, an old yeah, football game, and then someone's got to stop and go. Actually, it was colour. <laughs> I used to think that as a kid that the world was black and white until the modern times. Yeah, I feel like the olden days was when you had to physically get out of your chair to change the channel on the television. Remember that? Before yes. the days of remote? Or, and if you're that lazy, you'd go, I'm just going to leave that show on because I can't <laughs> yes. be bothered to get out mm. of the couch yeah. to go and flick and it over. And there was only four channels, two, seven, yep. nine, ten. There was mm. no streaming, no... Yep. Yeah. I love the olden days. <laughs> it and was so easy. The same time, <laughs> yesterday when we were driving along... Um, so what I do is normally the kids get a choice to pick what song they want to put on, right? So they Hang all play DJ. What do you mean? Don't you have it locked on SAFM? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> but when I don't, the <laughs> kids all get a choice, job. right? Anyway, so they all play a bit of Justin Bieber and then clearly a bit of Taylor Swift and Felix picks some rapper called NYE Nelly or someone like that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then I picked a song, and um, they go, Dad. I don't want to hear that olden day song. What and was I'm it, thinking, Fleetwood Mac? Hey. No, it wasn't that old. It was much more recent. I just put a Coldplay song oh, on. Coldplay. And they're going, oh, that, that's olden day music. I'm thinking, it's about five years old. <laughs> it wasn't Nickelback, was it? No, mate. <laughs> it wasn't Nickelback. <laughs> just... <laughs> Why do you think I'd be listening to Nickelback? I don't know. Do I look like the Nickelback sort of guy? You look a bit Nickelback today. What I do don't you know. Mean? Your outfit's a bit Nickelback. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just got this. What? I don't know. I've got tracksuit pants and a t-shirt on. What's that got to do with Nickelback? (laughs) You're putting this on as well? Close your eyes. It was Coldplay and it was, you know that song, Para, Para, Paradise? That's not that old. You're such a basic bitch. (laughs) What? Why? Anyway, put it back on the SAFM. I wish I could see you in black and white. (laughs) There it is. That's the song I had on. Dad, we're not listening to that from the old days. <laughs> the old what day. year was that done, that yeah, film? Yeah, I don't know. That, uh, <laughs> that film. Mm. That, that film. Well, let's get current, shall we, to kick off the show. It's time for your medication, yes, uh, SAFM's Beck and Soda. 
Give back to someone who's helped you. SAFM's Thank Bank with Beck and Soda. Think now about that one person in your life that you would love to thank for getting you through a hard time, or it could be like a teacher, a colleague, a friend. Mm. Um, did they get you through a hard time? Well, we want to help you show that special person some gratitude with our new Thank Bank Soda. Yeah, someone may have inspired you. So all you need to do is go to safm.com.au and we will give you the opportunity to thank them and we'll help you do that and look after them nicely with some little surprises as well. Okay, our first Thank Bank this morning, Anna Marie from Paraka is here. And Anna, welcome along. Um, who would you like to thank? One of my older sisters, Amanda. Tell us about why Amanda's so special to you. Um, I'm the youngest of the three. I've got three older sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, our mum passed away in 2014. Oh, sorry to hear Thank that. you. So she got diagnosed with cancer oh. a week after her 50th. Oh, that's young. And then she passed away eight months later. So our oldest sister was 27, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. She's got an intellectual disability, so she just needs help with everyday little things and taking her to medical appointments and that sort of thing. Um, and Amanda took on the role of being our older sister's carer. Yeah, right. So she didn't hesitate or anything. She just put her hand up and said, yep, I'll do it. So how old were you at the time when mum passed? Um, I was 19. And Amanda was 22. Right. So there wasn't a big age difference. No, not at all. by the sound of it, in terms of roles, there was a big difference because she essentially was like your mum. Yeah, basically. She took on that role, yep. Well, Amanda sounds like an absolute diamond. She is. Everyone that knows her knows that she gave up her life yeah. for her 20s. So for the past seven years, she's essentially sacrificed her life. So she's still, like, you're still very young. Yeah, yep. Right. And she was the only one that had her license at that time. So she did all the food shopping, yep. um, made sure all the bills were paid, basically took, made sure, kept the house running, really. Do, um, do you not have a father? No. So growing up, it was just our mum. She was a single parent of us four. Mm. And we didn't have any other family. It was just... Our little group, yeah. So we're a very close-knit family. Over those past seven years, I can only imagine it's been amazingly challenging, but you must have a really beautiful bond with your sisters. We do. Yeah, it was a very, very close family. So tell us, what were some of the biggest challenges over that time and, and what sort of role did Amanda play? In 2019, I hurt my knee quite badly at work. So mm. I've had three surgeries since then, waiting to have another one. And she's taken me to every single medical appointment, physiotherapy. There's been hundreds. Wow. She's basically given up her life to literally take me around everywhere. She used to drop me off at uni while I was on crutches, wait for me to finish, pick me up, take me to appointments. When you guys were younger, did, you, did Amanda have this really maternal instinct or was it something you reckon she just developed obviously as a need because of everything that happened? Um, I think she did have that instinct, but she's also just jumped straight into it. We didn't really have, she didn't really have a choice really. Does she have a partner or nah. kids? Or, no, so she's, she's just, yeah. You're her whole She's life. really put her life on hold to really take on this role. And she's yep. done everything while working part-time. And she's just finished her um, associate degree in law as well. So she's, yeah, it's been full on for her. She sounds like bloody superwoman. She is. <laughs> uh, actually. <laughs> what does she mean to you, Anna-Marie? A lot. She's amazing. Wow. Well, I've got to say, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're all lucky to have each other, but it sounds like you and, and your elder sister are so lucky to have Amanda. Yeah. Yep. Well, this is the best part of this, Beck, is because Amanda has no idea what's going on here, does she? No. We're going to take a little break. We're going to bring her in here and surprise her. Mm-hmm. And you can tell her how much she means to you. And we've yep. got a nice little, uh, nice little present, nice little surprise to help her out and acknowledge the beautiful role that she's played with you guys. Sounds good. 
SAFM's Thank Bank with Beckham Soda. Yeah, it's our new Thank Bank. Register someone you want to thank at safm.com.au. This morning we have Anna Marie from Paraka in the studio. Now, her mother sadly passed away in 2014 when she was just 19. Her sister Amanda was 22 at the time. And at that age, she assumed the role of mum, uh, looking after Anna Marie and her older sister, Melissa, who has an intellectual disability. Rightio, um, Anna Marie, uh, you're ready to go. Now, Amanda, you've been outside the studio. You have no idea what is happening, of course. Um, so, Anna Marie, tell us, why have you brought Amanda in? Um, I decided to bring you in here because I know the last nine years you've loved taking me around everywhere and you've <laughs> given up so much of your life for looking after our older sister and me. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you so much. I know you, I can't give you back, you know, the time that you spent waiting in the car for me in my appointments, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought this would be a nice thing to do for you. I'd just like to know, Anna-Marie, tell us what Amanda means to you. The world. I don't think there's a bond closer than your sister. Mm. Yeah. We've, there's out of all of us, me and Amanda are the closest. So Amanda, over those nine years, you must've made an enormous amount of sacrifices how tough has it been to do those things and miss out? Because I imagine through your 20s, you meant to be out having fun and yeah. being crazy and, and you're essentially helping raise your family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was definitely the toughest time, toughest mm. years of my life. Um, yeah, but you've got to do what you've got to do for your family. What's been the toughest part for you, Amanda, playing essentially um, big sister and you're playing mum as well yeah. in that sort of role? What's been the biggest challenge during that time? Missing mum. <laughs> As, you know, and then having to look after your sisters, I guess, and put myself to the side and worry about other people. What have you learned about yourself over these nine years? I'm a strong person. Yeah. Everyone that knows her. Yeah. 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 What do you think your mum would think about how you've done without her? Oh, I think she'd be very proud of yeah. all of us. Yeah. Mum was like a, she put herself last and worried about everyone else. Mm. Exactly what Amanda's done. Gee, I've got to say, hasn't your mum taught you guys well? Yeah, yeah she has. Yeah. yeah. Everyone that knew her, just, yeah, big role model. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's looking down now, smiling on you guys and could not be. be any more proud than she is of, of how you guys are, are living your life. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've also discovered too, Amanda, so you've just finished some studies. I have, yes. Right, so tell us, what have you been doing? Um, I was studying an associate degree of law. Mm-hmm. Um, I was studying externally at Charles Darwin. And you've got a graduation coming up in Sydney. I do, in October, but I'm not going because it's just a bit too expensive. Oh. Well, you can't afford to go. No. Anna-Marie, I think after everything, I mean, it'd be a bit sad for Amanda to miss out, wouldn't it? Yeah, walking across the stage and getting a certificate well, that yeah. is just the cherry on top. Well, Beck, we can't deal with this rubbish. <laughs> no. Seriously. No. I mean, how can you not go to Sydney after all that's You've happened? You've got to get the Instagram shot of throwing <laughs> your hat up in the air. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What do you want to do? I think we should send you two to Sydney. <laughs> what do you reckon? Are you, re- are you serious? Are you serious? Bloody oath. <laughs> you have to go. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So everyone here at SAFM, you know what we'd like to do? And I, I love, Anne-Marie, that you've nominated Amanda because everything you've said, Amanda, you've been so selfless. So you have to go to graduation, right? Okay. No excuses. You have to go. This okay. is part of what you're meant to do in your life. So we're going to cover your flights and your oh, accommodation. Wow. <laughs> So you'll be able to go to the Sydney Town Hall in person to your graduation and you guys can have a wonderful weekend together and we're going to shout you a fancy dinner and we're going to throw in $500 spending money on oh, top wow. of that so that you can maybe go and get oh, some gear or you can get some clothes or you can go never and been to Sydney, so... Yeah, never been. Oh, no. Well, thank you so much. This is incredible. Thank you. Yeah. What would you like to say, Anne-Marie, to Amanda? 
I just want to say now's the time to experience your graduation. Everyone loves, once you've done the hard work of, you know, she used to stay up in the middle of the night trying to fit in time to study and this is just, yeah, will be amazing for her to walk across the stage. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming in and sharing. Thank you, thank you so much. We're really, really excited to know that you guys are going to go to Sydney together and, uh, and have a great time and celebrate. Thank, thank you. I'm so excited. Us. Thank you so much. <laughs> means the world. If you can think of someone you'd like to thank, you can register them at safm.com.au. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. I've talked a lot about my strained relationship with our new dog, Wolfie, the oh, rescue yeah. Samoid cross something evil. Yeah, he hates you because he's <laughs> pooed on your um, floor and he's weed in your bed yeah. and done everything to you. We had a tough uh, time early, mm. but um, we've actually grown to love each other quite deeply. And now when I get home, he's the most excited out of the whole family to see me. Oh, so Runs you're friends up now. to me, jumps up. Yeah, we're friends now. The kids right. don't lift their heads from the screen. Mm. James has some chore for me. So so it's lovely to get home and see the dog. Anyway, I think our relationship um, has got a little closer um, than perhaps my husband James thought because I was upstairs in our bedroom yesterday and I could hear footsteps coming up the steps and they were mm. kind of slow. I thought they were the dog. Oh, the like dog big, heavy, plodding. Yeah, heavy, right. slow, mm. dog-like footsteps. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was the dog and so I yell out, Come in here, you beautiful big boy. <laughs> James sticks his head in and he got a bit excited. I went, oh, I thought you were the dog. <laughs> said, I wish you would talk to me like that. <laughs> beautiful big boy. Come to mama. <laughs> big James. Might have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeking, James. Yeah, I think James looked, the, it's not my birthday. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Okay, this is a welfare check because we've got our boss, uh, Alex Flack, who is here and he <laughs> looks like he's been quite pained over the past few days. Hello, Flacky. How are you? Good morning, Beck and Soda. Right. Hey, this is the first time you've smiled in a couple so, of days. To give you a, a mental picture, when Flack talks, he's only moving his mouth. Like he can't, it's like his whole body hurts and he can't yeah. move or walk. Or Actually, it's just a- you know when you sleep funny and you hurt your yeah. neck and you just got to look, your eyes dart back and forward and you just have to be very pain and talk. That's what our friend Flack My looks analogy like. was when you have a really bad hangover and you've got to stay really still or you get dizzy and nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. how you look right now. That's a good one. Um, how are you, mate? <laughs> He's not great. That's a good one. <laughs> how are you, mate? Uh, um, um, yeah, I'm, I've done myself a bit of a mischief, right. if I'm really honest, and I'm a bit sore, oh. and that's why I'm a bit slow around the building at the moment. There's a long history in this because we talked about just recently, you are in Bali and you fell out of a tube on the water slides. <laughs> Hurt yourself, did you? Yeah, yeah. And, yep. I, and they had to get me, in their words, the fat one, <laughs> which yep. was the larger boat for larger people. Right. Um, and then also, too, didn't you pull a pelmet off one of the doorways on top of yourself? Yeah, well... Surely I'm not the only person in Adelaide that didn't know what a pelmet is. But you pulled it off onto yourself. Yeah, and just for the... It's it's the thing that goes across two sliding doors. Yes. And it fell on me. Right, what were you doing with it? And um, I was trying to... I was trying to get the the sliding door back on the thingy and it just fell off. Okay. Well, this is... uh, Things happen in threes and this could be the worst of it, mate, because you are in all sorts of pain. Tell us what happened. Um, uh, I was whippersnipping... (laughs) 
Yes. How is that the funny part? <laughs> is that the verb? <laughs> gardening. You're doing oh, some gardening. Yeah, All I was right. doing some gardening, yep. and obviously spring has sprung. Yes. Mm. So there's a lot of grass, and I live in Blackwood, yep. and, and I was whippersnipping. God's country. That's yep. right. And I was whippersnipping mm. up a hill, and as I was trying to right. walk up the hill with the whippersnipper, yes. I lost my footing oh. and went bang and then fell down the hill. <laughs> it was the whippersnipper... In your hands. Just yeah. snipping and I held, I held onto it the whole way down. I was really <laughs> Did you roll? I, yeah, I went smack um, front first and then I rolled down the hill. What? Well, it's a bit oh. hilly in Blackwood. Yeah. You know? Okay, and what's oh, the outcome? Sorry, Prognosis? I have a broken rib. <laughs> from whippersnipping? Ten, yeah, yeah. I've got a broken rib oh. from whippersnipping and it really hurts, guys. <laughs> so... Sorry. Sorry. Well, at least you're smiling now. But you must be in an enormous amount of pain. You can't cough. You can't burp. You can't do a poo. You can't sleep. You can't do anything. No, definitely not sleeping very much. That's for sure. And and I tell you what, Beck. This is this is what really hurt. Soda can be really just damaging sometimes. Yes. Yesterday he goes. I said, oh, you know, broken rib, and he goes. <laughs> Nigel Lappin played with two of them in the grand final. I'm like, yeah, all right, thank you, mate. He's a footballer. Good on him. Oh, my God, that's such a footy head thing it's to say. Head, isn't it? All right. Mate, I'm concerned for your welfare, yeah. but I just love this idea. You were whippersnipping and you've ended up with a broken rib. Yeah. And, and so what have the doctors said? Well, you can't do anything. No. Yeah. She just said, rest. Go yeah. home. She said, take some Panadol, um, some, you know, Panadine Fort. Yeah. Which I think has really kicked in this morning, to be <laughs> honest with you. That's going to lead to constipation, uh, no oh doubt. God. Oh, great. So now yeah. we're going to get back on the Metamucil. And the other thing is now, because you're trying to force it out, because oh Panadine, oh, you know, Panadine Fort essentially turns your poo into concrete. Yes. You can't get it out. <laughs> so imagine the pain in your ribs now as you try to force okay. one out. Yeah, that's All right. You know, You know what the yeah. worst part is? My girlfriend... After a fiance, fell, a fiance, <laughs> I quickly we forget. Um, she goes, "Oh, you're at that age. You had a fall." <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know I'm forty, but come on. Now you're missing something here in this story. The doctor said, "Now it could be a broken rib or what else?" Oh, uh, gallstones. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got to get tested for gallstones as well. Poor old man. Okay. Make you feel better. Okay. This was a gardening injury. 13, 10, 60. Make, flack the boss, feel better. How did you injure yourself gardening? What did you do, Tammy? (laughs) I put a pitchfork through my big toe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't hurt straight away, but certainly when I was going to take my sneaker off, I realised what I'd done. Oh. So what, what were you doing with the pitchfork? Well, I was aerating the front lawn and my son called my name. So I looked up and missed the lawn and got my foot. Oh, how much damage you do? <laughs> Amazingly, not much. I I went to the doctor and um, it had gone all the way through, ah. but luckily just missed the bone. Ah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. Well, thank Still you, Tammy. <laughs> appreciate that. I'm glad you're back up and about getting into the aerating. Abby Lee from Iron Bank. Uh, Abby, did you do some damage in the garden? I did, and I didn't even get to do any gardening. I just walked into the backyard to to start cleaning up, and I trod on a two and a half inch spike from a lemon tree oh. branch that had been cut down, and it went right through my thong into my foot, and I had to quickly sit down and pull it out, oh. and it went, and then the blood came oh. out. And it was very dramatic for nothing much to see, a little hole, you know? 
Um, Abby, I love the fact that you're out doing your gardening in your thongs, though. Very Australian. <laughs> Aussie work boots, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Good on you, Abby Lee. Thank you so much. See, there you go, mm. uh, Boss Flack. Oh, my gosh. There I'm are... having secondary pain People on my there. foot for that. Actually, it's funny when you get that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you get when that you tingle. When you get that feeling and you, get, and you can feel someone Ugh. else's pain. Mm. Um, 131060, anyone else do themselves a mischief in the garden? Mm-hmm. Chris from Morpher Vale, what did your partner do? He was mowing the lady across the road's front lawn, bent down to adjust the catcher, the top of two fingers off. Oh, no. Chris, Chris. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I'm (laughs) happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like, yeah. (laughs) Ran across the road with the mower. Yeah, rushed him oh. down the flinders and they fixed him up. <laughs> Chris, were you home at the time? Did he come running back with the tops off? Oh, no, I had to be phoned, uh, called by my son. I was out shopping at the time, so I had to come home. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor bugger. Okay, Chris, yeah. thank you. And doing a good Samaritan trip yeah, for the neighbour across the road as well. Never, oh. ever adjust or put the catcher on or yeah, anything like that while the thing's operating. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Paula in Hallett Co., what was your gardening injury? I um, was out doing some weeding one day and I bent over and went to pull out a weed and did my back. <laughs> so then I had doctors, physios, everything, excruciating pain. I couldn't walk. I couldn't lift up my six-month-old daughter. Um, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Just for a weed. Paula, back pain is horrific because, you know, I reckon when you've got a bad back, I've got a shocker too. It's just every movement actually hurts, yep. doesn't it? Yep, yep, every movement hurts, you can't sneeze, you can't walk, you can't bend, you can't do a single thing. No, going to the toilet can be a chore. <laughs> You're really yeah. fixated on the yeah. toileting No, I'm today. just saying. Do you know, I can remember once going to the supermarket and I'd spun around to grab hold of the shopping trolley, you know, just, and as I've spun it, I've felt my back go. And suddenly I'm bent over, leant completely to one side, and I had to hobble back to the car and then spent about four or five days in bed. It was a supermarket injury. From the grocery shopping. And all I did was just twist like this a little bit. just went And you couldn't go to the toilet because the doctor said don't lift anything heavy. (laughs) Michelle from Craigmore. Good morning, Michelle. How are you going? What did you do? Good morning. Um, I stabbed my brother in the foot with a garden fork. (laughs) Oh. On purpose? Mm. No. Um... We were doing a garden bed um, at home and, yeah, I was helping mum and dad out just with the little garden fork and, yeah, just stabbed it in the ground but got his foot and it went straight through. Um, He ended up with, I think it was like eight or so stitches in his feet, tetanus shots, everything else like that, and I've never been able to live it down since. Like, even my kids, like, this is going back 20-odd years ago and they've, like, drummed it into my kids' heads, so they just give me grief as well. Brilliant. The family story's just been passed on. It has. <laughs> there we go. Hey, some great injuries there. Mm. Not that the injuries are great, Beck, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about this on the Automasters uh, text line, 0488 uh, Chris accidentally hit a pipe. The garden flooded. Then he slipped over and broke his ankle. <laughs> just let the weeds grow. Yeah. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. We'll drop you off at school in a Ferrari. A Lambo or a Rolls, Benz or Bugatti. Or a fire engine, I don't know, whatever you want. Beck and Soda's Deluxe Drop-On. It is school holidays, but if you want to spend your first Friday back going to school in a luxury supercar, you can register today if your name starts with N. Uh, N, you might be a Nora or a Nash. 
are uh, Rowan or Renee. And I. Uh, what about Ivy or Isaac? Just register at safm.com.au. You go to school in a beautiful Zagami sports car like a Ferrari mm. or a Lamborghini or a McLaren. Yeah, yeah. Zagami Automotive. They offer logbook servicing for all luxury vehicles. You can visit them now at zag.com.au. Beck, I've got an idea, right? Okay, I'm nervous. Right, because... <laughs> School's not on at the moment, and we'd normally do a deluxe drop-off on a Friday, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. No school, so we weren't going to do one. Why don't we do a deluxe drop-off this Friday, but do it for the adults? Oh, a grown-up version. Yeah, so the deluxe drop-off, instead of going to school, yes. it could be deluxe drop-off to work. Love it. What That'd about that? That'd be cool. Do you want to do it? Is Gami's all good with that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll give him a call. I'll, I'll flick a Scotty Greer a text yeah, there and just say, it. mate, what do you about Perfect. this? Okay, what about this? Okay, run with it. I don't know if we're going to get away with it, but let's go for it. If you're listening right now and you would love to go to work <gasps> on Friday in maybe a Ferrari or a McLaren, oh God, um, you know, or a Lotus. I, I think there's even some um, Rolls Royces, Bentleys yes. up there. Okay. Right. If you'd love to go to work and get dropped off in one of those, you might be for a very special reason. It could be you might be trying to impress someone. You might uh, you might be keen on someone in your office and you might just, uh, you know, want to get excited. Okay. Maybe, maybe your car's in the shop. Yes. Your car's getting service. Maybe, down. maybe or, you've got a performance review and you just want the yes. boss to see you rock up in a roller. <laughs> or maybe you've got a work lunch on and you were going to get an Uber or a taxi oh, because you, yes. you might have a drink or two yes. and you didn't want to drive your car to work. Right. Okay. 131060. Give us a call right now. You need to let us know why you need to go to work on Friday in a beautiful luxury sports car thanks to Zagami. All right. Adult All right. deluxe drop-off. Yes. And your, your name can start with whatever letter you like. <laughs> Alison from Ovingham. Alison, uh, would you like to get to work in something very nice? Yeah, absolutely. Why is that, Alison? Well, my normal um, transport in my career is a hearse as a funeral director. <laughs> so I think a nice red Ferrari pulling up outside of work would be something different. <laughs> oh, a bit of a right. change of pace, Alison. <laughs> yeah. Hearse. And um, we go 40 in a hearse, so I think the Ferrari could get up there. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're normally lights on in a very sort of slow fashion, Somber aren't you? Driving. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Alison, you need to get the ears pulled pin back the hair out and mm. just be cruising along at some sort of speed that is, well, certainly safe, yes. but a little yes. quicker than the hers. Legal. Legal. <laughs> Zero to 50 in yeah. two seconds. <laughs> yep, I'll take that. Right. Hey, Alison, um, what sort of car is the hearse? Um, we have uh, Commodores and we have Mercs. So. Right. And then you just yeah. fashion them up and make them a little longer and so forth. Yeah. Yep. Has right. anyone ever rear-ended one of the hearses, Alison? I think they're all the time when I see them. Imagine if you uh, not not since I've been doing it, thank okay. goodness. But no. uh, I think yeah. Um, but it's a silent drive, so if we could put the SAFM on the Ferrari, that would be good. Yeah. Brilliant. Michael from Newton. Uh, okay, mate, convince us. Oh, good day, guys. How you going? Terrific. Oh, my my boss is he, he you know he's a bit of a but he also loves his car, so I'd love to. <laughs> You know, show him up, give him a, how you going? Also, ah, like the Friday, knock, Friday knock off, so it would be, be nice to not have to drive. That'd be good. Okay. All right, Michael, yeah. you want to make the boss jealous. That's yeah, pretty, I'd love to. Pretty good reason. <laughs> hey, right. uh, Michael, yeah. what's your boss's name? Tony. Tony, what's yeah. Tony like as a boss? Oh, he, he can be a bit of, but he can also be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Think of it, you just don't want to say that yeah. word, Michael. All right. Yeah, Good right. on you, Mickey. All right. Um, Kirsty from Oakton. Kirsty, do you need a lift to work on Friday? Why? 
Well, it's not technically work, but I'm a bit broken because I've actually been doing Masters in netball all week and we actually played half against um, ex-Diamond players yesterday. Oh, right. So I played against a player who was six foot eight. What? And I'm five foot five and a half on a good day and I was meant to be defending her. So yeah. I've actually got a really funny photo of um, me trying to defend her and I'm actually giving her a wave and a wow. finger because I was on there for photo opportunities. I was <laughs> Six All foot right. eight. Yes, I can hardly walk, guys. So right. I need lift. To, I need a lift there on Friday, I reckon. Oh, a lift to the Masters Games. <laughs> That's right. So, um, right. because my girlfriends would absolutely love it, and um, who doesn't love a car that's got a door that goes up sideways? Yeah. <laughs> that's a right. really good point. Hey, Kirsty, the, the player you have against six eight. So, what are you five five? You said. Yeah, I'm five foot five and a half. Yeah, good point. Um, so, where did you come up to on it? I actually came up to her boobs. So, okay. Um, yeah. She was like a bean pole. She could actually slam dunk. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, Kirsty. All right, Kirsty. Right. Arrive uh, to the Masters game. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck and Soda's Morning Quickie. Producer Rach is in with what's making news this morning. Morning, Rach. Good morning, guys. Um, so the Adelaide City Council has absolutely slammed the organisers of the Adelaide 500 for proposing to turn the parklands in the city into a bit of a temporary camping site for fans. Have a listen to the Lord Mayor Jane Lomax-Smith. We put a lot of events in our parklands, but it takes planning. And people living on our parklands is something that we've never encouraged. I think they're not talking about living on the parklands, Mayor. I think they're talking about just setting up for the duration of the event, the opportunity to have an t- alternative accommodation. Like in like tents or camper vans well, or... whatever. Maybe caravans. I don't know. It's only in that feasibility stage. It's not going to happen yet. But seriously, why don't we want to promote different opportunities and experiences for the Adelaide 500? Well, I would argue that our uh, hoteliers would probably rather yeah. that they book nights in the hotel rather than camp. I'm sure camp. the hotels will be full, but what about some people that want an alternative? I mean, it's hardly turning the uh, the grounds, you know, all the uh, the parklands into some sort of shelter or anything like that. What um, about toilets? Well, they will set up toilets as well. I mean, if you've got an RV or whatever you want to take in you've there, you can probably own. use toilets. There's public toilets as well. Um, what about this? I was reading from Jane Lomax-Smith. She said that, uh, you know, we need to make sure that our civic space should remain sacrosanct, uh, and they should be like Central Park in New York and Hyde Park in London. Now, I've just got a little tip here. I'm Team J-Lo, just for the record. <laughs> Let me just say, Rymel Park ain't no Central Park no. or Hyde Park. No. Let's be honest. And they're talking about, for a temporary opportunity, she said it'll end up looking like Mount Panorama or the Daytona 500. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? So they're allowed to camp at Bathurst and... Yeah. I mean, because you know this is the point. The city council's got no control of the parklands while the Adelaide 500's on. So the Motorsport Board takes over responsibility. But you've got to remember, when you go and look at Victoria Park, you know that uh, temporary structure that takes sort of six months to get up and down? That's because the city council would not allow for something to be built there, a permanent structure. Build something that everyone can use all around. Seriously, would you camp there? (laughs) No, I wouldn't camp there. Would you glamp there? (sighs) Well, not with other motorsports. (laughs) (laughs) What? What do you mean? Well, I shouldn't say other because I'm not a massive fan of motorsports. What about the atmosphere and the buzz and we're promoting people coming in? I'm trying to think of 
Come on. WOMAD. Like, I would camp at WOMAD. <laughs> oh, would you? Yeah. That, I, okay, but you've yeah, got that, to think, the Adelaide yeah. 500 is other people's WOMAD to you. Yeah. I think the problem is you allow it once, and what if it damages our parklands, and then you have to rejuvenate the grass and everything, Mate, and then it's been... Hang on. Hang on. You've got to remember, in the parklands, right, we accommodate the, the fringe, fringe, Garden of Unearthly yeah. Delights, yeah. gluttony and all that, which is great. That would have more time and more impact on the parklands than, say, four or five days mm. of camping yes. or putting up RVs. Look, I mean, seriously. I feel like there could be a higher chance of anti-social behaviour. Oh, <laughs> for God's oh, sake. Saying yeah. that, that, oh, Hang on. Wow. If you're camping wow. at WOMAD, why yeah. wouldn't there be anti-social behaviour? Because, like, no. like, hippies are <laughs> not, not hey? as loud as car racing. <laughs> well, there's, oh, wow. there's one thing you can make sure. There's not going to be any hair in the toilets <laughs> from people shaving their armpits or anything <laughs> after, oh, after they wow. go and watch some music and have a shower. <laughs> Um, here this morning. Let me just say, seriously, why don't we be promoting hmm. some buzz and some energy and excitement? The Adelaide City Council, I don't even think they want the Adelaide 500. You've got to remember, build a permanent structure in Victoria Park. Build something that we can utilise all year round. Let people bring their RVs in and just celebrate the event. Okay. Right? All right. Well, Seriously, all right, I'll uh, find this out. Is there anyone out there, mm-hmm. 131060, that would be happy to go and camp or bring an RV or a caravan or whatever into the city or bring their friends across from interstate to do that. Surely there's someone out there that thinks it's a good idea. Tanya from Seaford, do you reckon it's a good idea or do you think you should can it? Oh, I think it's a fabulous idea. I thought the lady, the mayor last night, uh, sounded like a bloody sourpuss, to be honest. She pulled her head out of her fluffy cheeks. You know, they all sit there and go, Adelaide's got nothing. we got nothing. And then we get offers to do things and everyone whinges. Oh, the traffic. Oh, this, oh, that. Honestly, yep. pull your head out of your fluffy little yep. pocket. Yes, yes. And I think it's, I think it's a fabulous idea. I think it's just ridiculous. And I thought, as I said, I thought the Lord Mayor was an absolute. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Tanya, thank you. Thank you. There you see, I agree with Tanya. Promote the stuff. Do something different. Build a permanent structure in Victoria Park and make it something fantastic that has multi-use. And then, I mean, that whole area there, seriously, I reckon the SAJC should be based at Victoria Park and you promote racing in the city. But anyway, Morfordville's been done and that's fine. But I just think it would be absolutely fantastic. Imagine having that horse racing track there, which can be utilised for Adelaide 500 and everything else. Yeah, but then can you still... I love seeing people walk their dogs and Mate, have you seen how much parkland surrounds the city? Yeah, but if you've got a... permanent like structure seating structure there is going to ruin the doesn't have to be a seating structure you can bring the the um seating in and out but we're talking about a big facility that could be used as the pit area chris from narracourt chris should we be camping and setting up a nice little rv park in the city most definitely soda i'm with you on this one absolutely mate do you go along the adelaide 500 oh i used to before it got too expensive yeah Um, unfortunately i don't earn as much as beck Um, yeah and I can't afford to pay the the four hundred percent markup that uh, that well, the hotels put I'm on their not, overnight pricing. I'm not booking so. myself a staycation. <laughs> well, that, well, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think. Jeez, Chris. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, mate. Because, like you're saying, it'll be a much cheaper alternative, particularly for people that are travelling from interstate. Because mm. you're right, it's like the Ubers when it's busy, just four times. Mm. No doubt, we know that uh, they mark up hotels in that time. There you go. Good on you, Chris. Thank Poor you. Poor JLo and me popping up this morning up the wazoo. Beck and JLo, pull your heads out of your <laughs> pockets. Pocket. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
Hey, Beck, it's hard to believe that this was around about eight months ago. God, time has flown. The 2022 River Murray floods are reaching levels not seen in nearly 70 years. The cause of all this water is that the Murray and Darling Rivers are both in flood at the same time. Flows are expected to reach 190 gigalitres of water a day, flooding more than 3,600 properties. If it's going to be any more than a metre, there's probably no point in sandbagging and wrapping the house. We're probably better off just open the doors and let it flow through. I think it's hard for us city slickers here in Adelaide if we haven't made that journey to the Riverland yet to really understand what they're going through. So let's take the best of the Garden of Unearthly Delights to the Riverland for one night. And they did. Including, but not limited to, Frankie McNair. Hello, everyone. How you doing? You good? Dave Thornton. Thank you so much for having us all down here, Ren, mate. Marcus Birdman. Nice to see you. Thank you so much for having me here. Harley Breen. Aaron Legends! And Tom Gleason. Hello, how are you, Renmark? Are you ready to go? You little beauty! And Rebecca Morse. <laughs> Wait, that can't be right. We're here with so many talented performers. They're hipsters, so I was just a bit worried that them coming up to the river might be too mainstream. <laughs> and despite that, everyone had a great time. I think it's lovely. It's given people something to look forward to. It's good. It's been really good. I love comedy shows and I said the next time Fringe is here, I'm going. So no matter what, I made it. Tourism has been a massive thing for my business and has affected us really negatively. So it's really great to see so many people out tonight and enjoying themselves. So it's really cool. It's really nice to bring the community together and bring some of the Fringe to the country as well. It's really nice. It's really good to have a laugh with everyone. It was such a good night. We wanted to get the locals' minds off what they were going yep. through, but we also wanted to make sure that they weren't forgotten and we had some long-term plans for them. Absolutely, and they need to get over some of your gags too because you're doing some wonderful <laughs> yeah, stand-up work. Beck. Um, Jared Shaddock and his team from West End donated $50,000 when we went up there to put in place a whole range of infrastructure to help with the mental health of everyone in the Riverland. Well, Beck, the guys at Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation have been doing some wonderful work over the past few months we are going to check in with John Mannion from Breakthrough Next to find out how that's gone and it has been really, really fabulous. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Hey, Beck, just before we were talking about our Riverland Garden Party, it's hard to believe it was seven or eight months ago that we went up there. It was such a good night and we have to thank our friends at West End who donated a heap of money to make sure that impact lasted for more than a night. Absolutely. So we've got John Mannion joining us. He is the Executive Director of the Breakthrough Research Foundation. And John, you've been doing some wonderful things for the Riverland people off the back of our garden party. At, welcome along. Geez, you're looking very dapper as usual. Thank you very much. There's such a bromance between you two. <laughs> hey, now, a little early in here. Of course, when we went up there, it had been such a devastating time for everyone in the Riverland and went up and put some smiles on their faces thanks to the Garden of Unearthly Delights. But it was a really important time, John, because you spent a lot of time up there dealing with with the people because of the mental health aspects of the floods. It was just devastating. Yeah, it was, a, it was a real challenge. And the challenge often is that you have the flood and then you deal with that initial crisis and you, mm. you're getting your house back in order, you're getting your life back in order, you're getting your business back in order. It's sort of like the three, four, five months later when mm. you've actually finished all that work. That's often when the sort of challenge can often occur for people. Um, so that's when, obviously, with the support from you guys and, and, and just incredible support then from the West End Community Fund, we were able then to fund a whole range of programmes actually in the Riverland mm. communities. Um, and so we've done the first session 
sessions out in Berry. Um, we yep. we ran a, a session with the local school, um, starting to look at some of the complexities the children were facing, um, and then we had um, the men's meals and mental health, and we had thirty men join us um, for a night, which was absolutely incredible. Mm. Uh, and then the following night, the, the women smashed it out of the park. Uh, Seventy ladies came to Berry Hotel, and they lo- looked at a whole range of challenges that they face, often the yep. challenges of supporting their partners. Mm. and how they actually have that conversation through to how do they support their family and then the conversation, well, what do you do for yourself? So, um, again, very, very powerful opportunities to maintain the conversation, make sure people keep connected and get that support in place. Now, Breakthrough has another big fundraiser at the moment. What are you guys doing? Yep, um, we've got the Breakthrough uh, Big Bike Ride taking place on Sunday the 22nd of October. This mm-hmm. will be our third bike ride. Yep. Um, Soda, you took part in the very first one. We've not seen you in Lycra since, so that would be really good if you want to join us. <laughs> Um, we run and, and it takes place from um, Government House. Um, the governor's our patron and she's absolutely incredible. Um, and so she lets us use the gardens. So the gardens are then set up to actually have a bit of a camp there. So we've actually got a, a bar for when you've completed the ride. Mm-hmm. We've got coffee, we've got food, we've got um, quiet places to relax. Family can actually come and join us. Um, there's two different rides. Um, there's a, a 50 kilometer ride. And yep. If you want to take part in that, that'll cost you $79. Mm-hmm. And then we have a 100 kilometer ride and it's $99 to be part of that your actual entrance fee actually is your donations you're making um, yes. but if you then also want to fundraise on top of that that's absolutely incredible um, every dollar we raise then goes into vital mental health research um, which is in, really important for the work we do um, so if you want to be join us I mean yep. go on to our, our website um, you can look under the big bike ride at breakthroughfoundation.org.au we'd love to have as many riders as we possibly can um, it's very social you know you don't have to be an elite athlete to do it no. you've, if you've seen me cycle you'll know that's the truth <laughs> 50k and 100k, it's a great day, 22nd of October, make sure you get on board. And October, of course, that we're in there right now is um, Mental Health Month. It is, yeah, yep. So this is Mental Health Month. This is a beautiful time for us to, um, in, our, in our mental health world, to raise the profile of mental health, yep. normalise the conversation, break down that stigma, discrimination, whole range of great activities taking place. It's a beautiful time. Um, Tuesday this week was World Mental Health Day, a very powerful message around looking around our human rights within mental health and the challenge we actually face. Um, but our challenge is how do we make Mental Health Day every day and how do you look after your mental health every day? Exactly right. So make sure you check in on a friend, anyone you're worried about today. Make a phone call. Beck, it's as simple as that, isn't it? It is. There's got to be someone in your life. Have a think about this today. There's got to be someone in your life that you know might be doing a bit tough or challenging. Make sure you give them a phone call or flick them a text message just to check in to make sure they're doing all right. Yeah, you never know how powerful that text message can be. Absolutely. John Mannion from Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation, thank you so much. Well, thanks for inviting us back, guys. SAFM's Beck and Soda, 6 to 9 weekdays. SAFM.